Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast. I'm Patricia Miller, Executive Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me for this episode is Scott McKinley, creator of Dab Roast, a former podcast turned show which features celebrities taking dabs and answering increasingly difficult questions. We'll chat with Scott about the show, we'll discover how Redman became the executive producer and director, and shine some light on where you can find the next episode. Let's dive in. So Scott, I am stoked that you that to learn about the dab roast. Um, so I started checking out some episodes uh, after the introduction via email the other day, and there's so much great content you you scored um, in such a 24 episodes and a lot of really killer names in there. Rose McGowan, what? How did you? That's yeah, amazing. She's, she's a good friend of mine. Um, she randomly came to Seattle, and a friend of mine called me and said, I have a famous friend landing and she doesn't want anybody to know she's there and she just wants to hang out with normal people. Could you go hang out with her? And I uh, asked my girlfriend, hey, we're supposed to go hang out with some famous random chick today, but we don't know who it's going to be. Do you want to go just like see who's at the airport? (laughs) And she's like, sure. So we uh, show up over there and it's Rose McGowan inside of a uh, bright yellow little Volkswagen Beetle. And she follows us all the way back to my house and meets my dog and hangs out with us all day, comes to my studio and hangs out here. And um, at that point in time, she was still trying to stay in America and was on probation and had piss tests. So she couldn't do the dab roast, but she ended up losing citizenship, uh, kicked out by the Clintons and, um, taking citizenship in Mexico, and we broke that story worldwide on our show because we mailed her a dab rig and a bunch of dabs, and we had somebody fly to Mexico and serve her dabs the whole time. <laughs> that is quite a journey. Too cool. It was a great interview. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, Well, we have an uncut version that's three and a half hours long of her talking. <laughs> you had, you saw the very very cut down version that's awesome i bet there's some nuggets of gold in there oh she goes off on mark zuckerberg she goes off on <laughs> um bezos like hardcore and tells details of stuff that i didn't want to get no trouble or ban nowhere so we cut it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> smart you don't want to mess with those elites it's a dangerous game um but yeah so for for uh, those listening, um, should we turn this into a podcast? Uh, Dab Roast is is your creation. You've also got some ag- other executive producers as well, right? Um, well, the podcast version of it did, but yeah, we're no the- longer filming the podcast version of it. Now we're filming pilots for Netflix, and it's a completely different show. Okay. Now it's just so- me and Red Man on it, and it's a whole new show. Awesome. Okay, that was going to be my next question. So I know it's it's changing. It's going through a um, an evolution. And now, um, well, before we, we get into what it is in its current iteration, maybe we'll back up. Um, what inspired you to create the original Davros? Well, um, I really wanted to make something 
that took people off their kilter just like um, Hot Ones did. But I didn't want to be associated with Hot Ones, so I tried to keep myself separated from it as much as possible. But I love the idea of making somebody relax enough to tell you the truth. I like that. And whether it's the Hot Wings taking them off their kilter or six dabs into it is when the questions start coming out. So we thought real long and hard about what questions to ask these people to create viral moments that won't hurt their reputation. Smart. So um, we don't we don't want to cheerlead anybody or have puff pieces, but we definitely wanted to make something that was real and get real answers um, and not make it all cannabis. So the softball questions are one and two always like, what's your favorite strain <laughs> and and those sort of questions. But um, once we get into it and after dab five, it's game on. Um, unfortunately, we only had two people that we knocked out. And that was Ken Shamrock, um, UFC fighter, never smoked at all, never take dabs at all. And he was just like, you know what? I like a challenge. Let's get on your show. Um, uh, so uh, we brought him on and he told us in advance, if I start getting crazy eyed, then um you need to pull me off because i like to fight <laughs> i'm just like oh okay so wow. five dads into it he was just like was asked a question he was thinking about it and he just looked up and said nope i'm done and uh he was really fun with uh filming another thing with us at like a bus stop afterwards like he was trying to leave town because he was too stoned um <laughs> and, but he did sleep for like 30 something hours in his hotel wow. um and the other one um Oh, his name is eluding me right now, but the basketball player that turned boxer and got knocked out. Um, we had him on and uh, he got knocked out on five dabs in as well. Um, yeah. He was supposed to hang out for a whole after party and everything that we have after every episode. But five dabs in, he couldn't formulate Nate Robinson. That's his name. He couldn't formulate sentences. So he got up and was just like, I'm done. I'm out. And he left and it went straight to the car and straight out. Um, everybody else was just on point they were awesome um we did do an episode with tommy chong the 24th episode that we never did release we'd have it it's on my phone right now um but there were some things that said that were said from tommy in that episode um that again were hard to edit without him looking bad yeah i guess i would say um and i i don't want to make him look bad and halfway through the entire episode um, recording it somebody stepped on the plug on the audio recording and wiped out all the audio for the first six questions no. so we had to go back and record the first six questions over again after we already took those dabs and asked answers ask those questions and tommy was really really cool about it he was like you know we used to film things with film where you had to wind the camera and go get new film he's like this is nothing let's shoot again let's go he was just nothing but professional. Um, but I'll leave uh, the, the mystery there as to why we couldn't release the episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, maybe someday you can share share some little mini clips or something, some teasing. Yeah, I mean, we have a whole lot of stuff we can clip out of there, but um, some stuff is just uh, um, uh, because of the times, I don't want to make him look bad. 
Totally. I, I interviewed Tommy, uh, one of my very early interviews, and it's still to this day one of my favorites. But he's a, an honest, he's a genuine person. So oh, yeah. you know, I can respect uh, where you're coming from on that front. We did some we, artful we editing. We set up well. seven different meet and greets for him around town, and um, he's contracted there for an hour, but at some of them he stayed three hours because the line was so long. And he's like, I'm not leaving until everybody gets to see me. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he did seven meet and greets in four days. So, I mean, he really worked worked his tail off when he was here. He's a champ, man. And when I talked to him years ago, I think he was 81. And he's still just crushing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope I have that. Unfortunately, unfortunately um, for medical reasons, he can't cough really hard anymore. So he has to smoke lightly. So he didn't take dabs on our episode. And we brought on our pilot season host, Mike. And Mike and Chris Crazy both and asked questions back and forth with him. We will eventually release um, the, the questions, uh, some of them and some of the answers and that sort of thing, but it's going to be right before the actual Netflix series comes out, where they might actually be little clips that go in the Netflix series. Okay. If I we make it on Netflix. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> ha- so I'd love to know how you connect with the celebrities and then um guessing that's going to kind of lead me to my next question, which is how did you connect with Redman? So I connect with celebrities. Um, surprisingly, um, a very easy way that anybody can. I paid the $200 and became a member of IMDb pro. Yep. <laughs> and IMDb pro. You can just click on uh, the name in of any celebrity anywhere and then click contacts and it shows every one of their publicists and managers, sometimes their direct phone number and contact. I mean, celebrities want to get people to reach out to them for jobs, but yeah. they don't want just anybody to reach out to them. So you do have to pay a membership to IMBD Pro for $200 a year, and then you can get access to every single famous person's contacts. But their teams usually don't just um, answer and work with anybody. So they usually do want um, some sort of an agency to be contacting them for real work. Uh, So I went and I looked up Hot Ones and I looked up everybody that did the talent buying and booking for Hot Ones. And I reached out to those talent buyers and I found Dan, which is amazing, Dan Resnick. And he reached out to a lot of people for us and helped us build our big LA push to get us two celebrities a day all day long um, for five days, do 10 whole episodes while we were in LA and um, Dan flew in himself and was there for it. So it was, it was really awesome. But yeah, I went through IMBD pro and the show that was kind of like mine that um, was finding a lot of really interesting celebrities. Cause hot ones just, it pulls all of the big boy celebrities. And it just is really good about it. And they have their tricks on how they do that. And I've been watching Sean talk about it from Hot Ones and interviews and everything like that. Um, so I just went and I, I tried to poach their talent buyer. And uh, um, he was one of many of their talent buyers, I should say. Um, but he did do a lot for them and he helped us out a whole lot. And a lot of the celebrities are just through being in the music industry myself and traveling a whole lot uh, through Hollywood, doing all of the um nam conventions down there the music conventions uh i've met a lot of celebrities doing that and um 
I guess I'm just a nice person and keep in contact with people and I don't get shocked by celebrity type of stuff that often. And um, I've built a nice Rolodex of people myself and uh, I've booked about half the people and Dan's booked about the other half of people. Uh, some people have been rather great experiences. Some people have been kind of nightmares. Yeah. Um, but uh, one story that stands out is Peter Dante. Peter Dante came and we did an episode with him here. Yeah. At the same time, we shut down at COVID. And it was during the entire shutdown when the whole world announced the shutdown, they kicked him out of his hotel and he couldn't fly home. So he ended yeah. up staying with us here for like six, seven days <laughs> and uh, got, really got to know Peter Dante. Now at our new festival coming up, the Cantana Fest, he just committed to being the stage host of the Artis IQ stage for three days straight. Wow, that's awesome. And this is... Is this Peter Dante of of uh, Grandma's Boy? Yeah, the family movies. Yeah, actual okay. Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dante. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! So that had to be a trip. Seven days with Dante. I imagine I'd be pretty exhausted at the end of that. Oh, he he doesn't play a character. Adam Sandler ha- hires his friend to play himself. <laughs> Dante is awesome. <laughs> well, that's great. So, so how did you connect with Redman? What what was it about the show that made him want to work with you? So when medical days before our state went I-502, I worked as the brand for Caviar Gold, another brand out there. And Caviar Gold hired me to be the head of their music label, Cavi Gold Records. So I started working with Robert Lang Studios and putting a whole bunch of artists together and um, recording them under our label and putting out a bunch of weed music. Uh, and we hired Redman to do a song called Caviar Gold with Corrupt and Binks and uh, Dr. Zodiac. And this, this story goes actually kind of deep there because um, Caviar Gold made infused buds that were covered in Keef. And after this video shoot, Dr. Zodiac and Corrupt made Corrupt's Moon Rocks based off of our product using all of this video shoots photos when they didn't even have any product out there yet, they borned a product based off of our photography and our video shoot. And months later, actually dropped Moon Rocks when they already had advertising everywhere based off of our video shoot from Caviar Gold. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so I met Redman Red on the video shoot with all of those other stars. And it was like a month long video shoot in a couple different mansions and a couple different states cost ungodly amounts of money and fun um but the video shoot was hilarious go look it up sometime as red man caviar gold and um i was his basic like roommate or the room right next to him for the entire time we were doing this music video and we just got to know each other really well and i don't know like a month or two later uh doc we call red man doc um doc is up in like alaska somewhere on tour and he calls me and it's like 11 o'clock at night and i see red man family line on my phone and i answer i'm like what's up doc and he's like hey what you doing not much just sitting in my living room what's up with you he's like not much i'm just touring up here in alaska checking in on my friend i'm like are you just calling me to chit chat he's like you're my (laughs) friend why wouldn't i i was like holy shit yeah i guess i am your friend now and uh that was like 16 years ago 
and I've mm-hmm. talked to him three to five times a week ever ever since. Um, and he's just uh, a really good mentor, somebody who has seen the ups and downs, um, been the good guy and the bad guy, um, and learned from it and decided to follow the right path in life and starting to lead by example and doing the right things and doing things for purpose instead of profit. And he rather de- not, he, he doesn't have a strain. He doesn't have his name on any products. He, he doesn't take any money from cannabis as a plant in general, because he's signed up with the United empowerment party in order to try to push the politics and lead by example and protect the plant and keep it from the, the, the pharmaceutical companies and, keep it in the hands of the people with the legacy strains instead of commercializing everything. I mean, he's got a a really big passion behind doing it for purpose instead of profit. And I was doing the dab roast as a podcast because it was funny and it was fun. And I was getting a lot of celebrities to come through and I was building something that I thought everybody would love just because it's shocking and the wears off after you're looking at the same three camera angles for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then after the 40 minute goes by and I, as some interviews are like rose mcgowan's an hour same three angles it just starts get feeling stale and mm-hmm. when we're playing these and since our release parties we play these in front of a, an auditorium full of people everybody comes and all brands come out have huge smoke parties that we filmed and recorded a bunch more content from all the parties um, but at these parties, we play the video and halfway through, everybody starts to get back to going to go smoke and party and leave the video and it just starts getting boring. Mm-hmm. And Redman, we played his and halfway through that it started happening on the video that he's in the building watching with everybody. And he pulls me aside and he goes, yo, we're not releasing my episode. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't release any more episodes. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, look. I'm your friend and I want to help. And I got to be honest with you. This is boring as shit. He's like, you have a podcast that is based off of another show that is got shock value with celebrities taking dabs. But that is boring after the first two minutes of watching it. He's Hmm. like, if you let me come on, I'd like to be the executive producer and direct and take this out of YouTube platform and put it more onto a Netflix platform. And it's like, can I write you some ideas? I said, sure, write me up some ideas and I'll listen to them. And I did not relax that night at midnight. His episode was supposed to drop and the world was waiting on it. And we never released it. it wow. Not come out. I still have it um, because he asked us not to, because he just did not want that to be our first impression of working together on this. Mm-hmm. And first impressions mean the world to Doc. So um, the next morning, he sent me four pages of director formatted notes. Wow. Like like a movie scene, you know, and like every single thing that he would change and how he would change it. The focus of storyline and theme and color and music and just he went deep. And uh, I read every single note and I was just like the very bottom. It says these notes are protected by red man. So now I gotta do them. <laughs> so I called him back and I was just like, okay, let's go meet. And I picked him up from his hotel and I was like, okay, let's take a run at it your way. Um, and he said, okay. So we started to take a run at it and uh, we have filmed five 
brands so far we have flown to them and we filmed five segments about that brand and telling their whole story of why they're in cannabis and then we get all the b-roll of what they were talking about for instance if one of the owners says i'm also into jujitsu now we've got to go film you doing jujitsu so that while you're talking about it we can show it wow so we've done that so we've got to make something that's dynamic catering to short attention spans so we have two brands that get featured with five segments and we still have a celebrity taking five dabs answering five questions so that gives us 15 segments and in between all of those segments we have the dab roast which is two two comedians taking dabs and roasting each other very brutally (laughs) it's very hilarious um, and then all of the party footage of just extreme cannabis, giant dabs, um, crazy brands, all kinds of stuff out. So it's just the extreme of cannabis culture. So we're showing you all the extremes content. Um, but in between, we have 15 segments of actual educational stuff and entertaining stuff that uh, we, we sneak in. So we would consider ourselves the adult version of Sesame Street, where we have short attention spans and a lot of content coming. 15 main segments in every episode. Okay. And so you've got this footage filmed. Are you um, pitching it to to streaming platforms now? Are you working with someone already? We're trying to put the pilots together. And it's based off of two episodes or uh, two brands for every episode. So we want three episodes as pilots in order to give whatever brand picks us up enough runway to run it while we go get more. Okay. So we're we're going to Netflix first because Redman currently is working with Netflix. He has people there that are willing to look at it as soon as we get the three pilots done. Nice. We are working on getting the last brand on right now, but we are um, a pretty expensive production cost. It's a $35,000 production cost for a brand to hire us to come out with Redman and fly out and spend three days with you. And cannabis is kind of at a down slump at the moment. So mm-hmm. marketing budgets have been slashed across the whole country. So mm-hmm. we're pushing pretty hard in order to get that sixth brand on. In the meanwhile, we want more fresh content. So we decided to throw a festival together called the Cantana Fest from the Dab Roast Productions, LLC. And uh, we are filming everything we can with the build of this first year of our festival in 2023 that we just pulled off with Tech 9 headlining. And I have some really good footage that we're going to be putting in, out very shortly on that. But that was kind of our test run of a festival. Now, for August of 2024, we have three days at Franklin Farms in Snohomish, Washington, with four stages featuring 93 artists in a car show. And one of those stages inside of a Um, EDM forest where it's on a Christmas tree farm where they let a whole football field size of Christmas tree grow to 50 feet tall and then they pruned them up to 10 foot underneath them so you can walk underneath all the Christmas trees so we're hanging speakers and hammocks and lights and creating a whole EDM jungle inside of that place for the daytime wow that sounds magical I want to go yeah so uh, next August in as opposed to a lot of festivals out there, we're giving um, a vendor booth with three days uh, and camping the entire experience for only 500 bucks a brand. Wow. So uh, we lowered costs down because we're trying to fill the festival up and create a community event every year. That's awesome, especially how you mentioned economically everyone's 
feeling the pressure right now. I think that's great that you're offering it at an affordable entry point. I thought you were going to say that was the ticket price. And that's a, that's a great vendor we price. We lowered the ticket cost down to 40 bucks a day or $100 for all three days. That's awesome. Very cool. So um, you're going to be using that footage and that's that's almost a year away. Uh, or in the meantime, you're going, be, a year away. you're going to be hustling and working on getting so, those streaming platforms to yeah we're hustling and working on trying to get the or the the pilots done so that we can go to a network and say here's the pilots we have this big festival to keep the the content going will you buy the pilots and and fund us to keep filming this festival and more brands and more um celebrities taking dabs because we're going to have a whole lineup of 93 celebrities and artists at this festival that we can um, get them to the dab roast and get them doing a, a five dab session with us and yeah. just build a bunch of episodes really fast. I mean, we've set ourselves up um, content wise for success where we have a lot in the vault. <laughs> we have a whole lot of content. Uh, last year at MJ BizCon, we went to the cookie store opening and we filmed a whole lot of celebrities there as well. Um this year, MJ BizCon has already given the dab roast, uh, the entire team, full media passes for all of MJ BizCon. So our whole team is flying in in order to get content from this whole year's of cannabis as well. And it's pretty much a good thing that um, Redman is so particular on first impressions because we're going to get it right. Um, when this episodes, when these three episodes do come out, it, it's going to rock the world because nobody has released content like this. Nobody shows behind the closed doors, behind the curtain. And, and we're showing the real cannabis culture and we're not um, sugarcoating anything. I think that's exciting for, not just for your audience, but I think for um, people who, who like to partake in dabs to see uh, people, celebrities, people in a position of power, um, being public about the use i think that's also really powerful for kind of breaking up some some stigmas and giving people more insight into you know this is a real culture and community that's existed for a long time so i I love that you're showing that one whole episode we're doing is all about just safe banking and every brand that we've talked to is is had their issues with um, being robbed because they have cash on them or not being able to work with a bank or getting kicked. I've been kicked out of three banks. Mm-hmm. So um, every single person in cannabis has to deal with the fact that it's not federally legal and there's green taxes. Meaning mm-hmm. if I was to go buy a billboard as a t-shirt company selling t-shirts, I can get a billboard campaign for like 2,500 bucks. If I want that same campaign in that same spot and I was a weed brand, they're going to charge me 10 grand for it. Oh, so yeah. there's a weed tax on everything you do. Um, and it's, it's, it's just things that need to be talked about that aren't being talked about. And we have a platform and, and red man being who he is directing. He's not in front of the camera. He's behind it. He's asking the questions and 30 years of experience in cannabis doing this longer than any of us on the front end, um, putting his neck out there way before anybody else. He has questions when he's asking people what they're going through that I would never have thought of. Yeah, no, I believe it. He's uh he's got his finger on the pulse and I like what he's doing with the United Empowerment Party. Um mm-hmm. I think he's making a lot of good headway for the industry just being that um 
kind of figurehead, you know, people are familiar with him. And I think to see that more serious side of asking these questions that really need to be asked about the industry, I think that'd be super valuable. Absolutely. Um, during during these interviews with, with celebrities and sounds like you're getting a lot of interaction that even isn't getting aired. What have you found most surprising about um, their answers, you know, as they're, as they're dabbing and they're trying to, to keep up with the, the rawness, the energy of it, what's most surprised you? I mean, what's most surprised me is the capacity of people to take dabs because (laughs) out of 24 episodes, Plus the new season, so 27 episodes, only two people couldn't take 10 dabs in a row. (laughs) Everybody else took 10 dabs in a row and walked out smiling and talking. We kind of prove it's not that horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I could do 10 in a row on camera, but something I thought was interesting, we talked with uh, Roger Valdarsky, the Puffco CEO the other day, and he said, you know, there's this real stigma that People think dabs are just for super users, but really, if you're using the right technology, it, it it's a very um, precise experience. You can create a really precision um, high if you know what you're doing with a dab. So I kind of like getting to see it and getting to see people use it and, like you said, not, not be knocked out by it. So I think that's a yeah. cool aspect. Well, there are certain dabs that will absolutely put me put me down. And most of the time, though, I can take a dab. My clothes don't smell. My eyes aren't red. I can walk into a gas station right afterwards, talk perfectly normal. And my um, schizo brain trying to think of about 10 things and do 10 different missions all at one time can actually slow down and focus on the mission in front of me. And I I process things a lot easier. Um, So it is self-medicating instead of taking pharmaceuticals like Ritalin or something like that. Um, But dabs are definitely the elevator instead of the staircase. Yeah, (laughs) well said. (laughs) I like that analogy. Um, So how can our uh, readers and our listeners kind of keep up with your show and stay up to date with with announcements and what's happening? Um, Just follow the Dab Roast on all platforms. Follow the Cantana Fest on all platforms. Uh, We post on both as kind of like the same animal and the same things come out. Um, because both are from the same production company. Both are me and Redman. And uh, we're about to go on Front Street a whole lot and push a whole lot with this new festival. We just had a listening party a couple days ago, went through 84 submissions. Um, and we found a lot of people that we've sent offers to. And uh, we're going to blow it up. So about, I'd say, 80 of the 93 artists on our festival will all be local from Washington and we'll about have 13 bigger names on the bigger stages. So we will have a very big local support here. That's exciting. Um, well, I think we, we touched on a lot of good points. Is there anything we didn't hit that you were hoping to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, not too much, just uh, focusing mainly on, um, finding new brands out there that are doing well that would like to get Redman and my film crew to come through and uh, get interviewed and featured on the show. Uh, we are at MJ BizCon this year, and this article will be in that magazine. So, yes, we'll be walking around with it open up to people saying, hey, check this out. You want to be in this episode with us? 
Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll be using this article as we're walking around MJ BizCon the whole time, trying to uh, get more features and get more people just to um, play in our sandbox. I think it can be really difficult to get your name out there as a brand, help yourself stand out, show people what you have rather than marketing in the very limited marketing channels cannabis companies have. So you're giving people a, a huge opportunity, and I don't think that's going to be be missed. Um, well, on paper, we can prove the impressions for the dollar beat any kind of campaign that you're doing on billboards, radio, or print because we can actually narrow down exactly the click-through rate of where your dollar is being put through culture. And when you put your money behind culture and you're able to quantify that on paper and prove that to people, messing with our show can get through any marketing team's um, complete teardown of the analytics. I'll win every time. I can prove it. I have it on paper. Come talk to me. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I'm thrilled to see what you've got coming out. Um, And until next time, you know, I, I can't wait to see you at MJ Biz. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent copy of Cannabis and Tech Today on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country, or grab an issue for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcasts.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No. Hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong. This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.